Today is Wednesday, October 13th, 2021, and this is Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Your Weather Command forecast for the rest of your Wednesday, clearing skies, highs 45 to 50, southwest winds up to 10 miles an hour. Tonight, partly cloudy in the evening, becoming mostly cloudy, lows mid-20s, west winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Thursday, breezy, mostly cloudy in the morning, becoming partly cloudy, highs 45 to 50, west winds 10 to 15 miles an hour, increasing to 15 to 25 miles an hour in the afternoon. Thursday night, mostly clear, with lows around 25, west winds 10 to 15 miles an hour. Friday, breezy and not as cool, with sunny skies, highs 55 to 60, southwest winds 10 to 15 miles an hour, shifting to west winds 15 to 25 miles an hour in the afternoon. Friday night and Saturday, breezy and mostly clear, lows 30 to 35. Highs around 65. Saturday night and Sunday, breezy and partly cloudy. Lows 35 to 40. Highs 70 to 75. Sunday night, breezy and mostly cloudy. Lows around 35. Monday, breezy and cooler. Partly cloudy. Highs 55 to 60. And Monday night and Tuesday, mostly clear. Lows 25 to 30. Highs 55 to 60. Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks reports that epizootic hemorrhagic disease has been confirmed in deer in eastern Montana. In northeast Montana, the furthest western extent of the disease appears to be along the Milk River near Seiko, then east along the Milk and Missouri Rivers to North Dakota. Region 6 Program Manager Mark Cloaker says this development should not impact many hunters. During the archery season, there may be some people out there hunting right now. Hopefully within a couple weeks when the general season gets going, it won't be as much of a concern because it's really a hard frost which takes care of these gnats that actually transmit this disease. Cloaker says that region-wide, populations of white-tailed deer remains in good shape, but hunters may want to avoid areas where there have been confirmed EHD outbreaks. Many animals with EHD lose their appetite, are drawn to water, lose their fear of people, grow weak, and die. EHD is not transmissible to humans or domestic pets. If you find dead or dying white-tailed deer, please contact your area biologist or FWP office. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security has announced that Canadians who are fully vaccinated against COVID-19 will soon be able to cross the land border into the U.S. for non-essential travel. An exact date has not been set, but the restrictions are expected to be relaxed in early November. Montana's entire congressional delegation, as well as Governor Greg Gianforte, had been pushing for this reopening for months. Montana's border with Canada stretches across 545 miles, and many towns on both sides rely on trade and commerce. This comes after Canada reopened their land border with the U.S. to fully vaccinated non-essential tourists back on August 9th. A haverman has admitted to drug trafficking and firearms crimes after law enforcement found meth, fentanyl, a gun, and a large amount of cash in his haver motel room. Brandon Wayne Glover, 38, pleaded guilty in U.S. District Court Tuesday to possession with intent to distribute controlled substances and a felon in possession of a firearm. Glover faces a mandatory minimum 10 years to life in prison and a $10 million fine. Court documents allege that in December 2020, Glover's vehicle and motel room were searched after he was believed to be in violation of his release conditions of a previous conviction. In the motel room, officers found 420 grams of meth, a firearm, drug paraphernalia, and fentanyl pills. Under the bed, there was over $12,000 in cash. Sentencing is set for February 3rd. Now, taking a look at your local COVID-19 updates for today. We'll start with Hill County which between Saturday and Tuesday reported 41 new COVID cases, 103 recoveries, two hospitalizations, and four hospitalization discharges. Total case count for Hill County, 3,082, 
129 active, 12 hospitalized, 2,897 recoveries, 56 deaths. And a reminder that they're getting through tests as quickly as possible, but if you're waiting on results, are showing symptoms, and have been tested, please stay home until you get a call from them or you've been symptom-free for 48 hours. Over in Blaine County, between Thursday and Tuesday, they reported 21 new COVID cases and 73 recoveries, as well as one COVID-related death. Total case count for Blaine County, 1,264, 83 active, 5 hospitalized, 1,156 recoveries, 25 deaths. Over in Phillips County, they announced between Thursday and Tuesday, 24 new COVID cases, four of which are breakthroughs. They're also reporting two new active hospitalizations, 16 recoveries, and one COVID-related death. Total case count for Phillips County, 688, 49 active, two hospitalized, 618 recoveries, 21 deaths. Over in Liberty County, they did not provide an exact case update, but they say their active case counts at 16, and they ask everyone to be diligent and wash their hands frequently and often, stay home when sick, and to wear a mask when social distance cannot be obtained. We did not receive a COVID update over the last 24 hours from Shoto County, so we'll move on to state news. And we'll start off with that daily COVID update from DPHHS. Today, the state of Montana reported 1,346 new COVID cases bringing the cumulative total to 162,240. Active case count, 12,160. Active hospitalizations, 510. Death toll, 2,109. The death toll increased by 16 over the last reporting period. Four of the deaths are part of data reconciliation and date as far back as April 2021. Counties with the most new cases today, Yellowstone 215, Gallatin 179, Lake 123, Missoula 115, Flathead 108, Cascade 106. And looking at the vaccine dashboard for today from the state, total COVID-19 vaccine doses administered is up to 1,040,740 with 495,205 Montanans fully immunized. That's 54% of the eligible population. Although the High Line was spared from the first major snowstorm of the season to strike Montana, other portions of the state suffered a different fate. According to the National Weather Service, areas of Beaverhead, Carbon, Gallatin, Madison, Park, and Sweetgrass counties received over a foot of snow. The city of Red Lodge received as much as 15 inches of snow. Big Sky saw 10 inches, Livingston recorded 9.5 inches, and Bozeman received 7 inches. The weather caused numerous incidents on area roads, including five separate accidents involving semi-trucks on I-90 near Bozeman. Montana Democrats and the campaign committee of U.S. Senator John Tester filed a lawsuit against Montana Secretary of State Christy Jacobson and Commissioner of Political Practices Jeff Mangan Tuesday, challenging a new state law that restricts on-campus voter registration and signature gathering activity. The Montana Free Press reports that the complaint, filed in federal district court in Missoula, alleges that Senate Bill 319 imposes, quote, arbitrary, vague, and onerous restrictions, end quote, on college students' rights to engage in political organizing efforts and political speech. The bill, which overcame bipartisan opposition to pass the legislature in April, was amended in the final days of the session to bar political committees from conducting voter registration and signature gathering efforts in campus dining halls, dorms, and athletic facilities. Governor Greg Gianforte signed the bill into law on May 12th. Supporters of the amendment claimed during the session that the ban was necessary to protect students from being exploited for political causes. Opponents decried the provision as a direct assault on the Montana Public Interest Research Group, a nonprofit that promotes student political engagement at the University of Montana, and as a threat to young people's ability to register and vote. Tuesday's lawsuit echoed the latter argument, noting that Montana's 2020 election saw record-breaking turnout 
especially among young voters, a result it partly attributed to successful mobilization efforts conducted by the plaintiffs and other organizations. Jacobson's office did not immediately respond to a request for comment. The Montana Kaiman reports that University of Montana computer science professor Rob Smith has been placed on paid leave while an investigation into inflammatory blog posts about women and minorities is conducted. Smith was placed on paid leave after the Kaiman published his since-deleted blog on their website. His blog disparaged women, Muslims, the LGBT community, and other groups. He said age of consent was a social construct, and the way for women to feel fulfillment is by having children before their biological clock expires, something that, by his definition, occurs between the ages of 13 to 25. Smith says that the comments were made in his capacity as a private citizen and regrets any offense the people took. Another professor will teach Smith's classes while he is on leave. There is no timeline for the investigation. The Montana Standard reports that a Dillon woman has been sentenced to 40 years in prison after admitting to strangling her boyfriend to death. Sandy Rose Moore, 21, was sentenced Tuesday in state district court after pleading guilty to mitigated deliberate homicide in June. Moore admitted to strangling Larry Kuhn, 49, with a rope in January 2020. Moore has said she was in extreme emotional duress after Kuhn threatened to call Child Protective Services on a family member. Kuhn's body was found by police between a washer and dryer, with a plastic bag over his head in the couple's rental apartment. Moore was initially charged with deliberate homicide, but the charge was amended per the plea agreement. A Great Falls man who admitted to sending child pornography videos to an undercover agent in an online chat room has been sentenced to 12 years and 6 months in prison, followed by 15 years of supervised release. Joshua Nathan Stillman, 46, was sentenced Tuesday in U.S. District Court after pleading guilty in June to distribution of child pornography. The government alleged that in November and December 2020, an undercover FBI agent was in an online chat room on an application available to cell phone users. On November 23, 2020, a user in that chat room, later determined to be Stillman, distributed two videos depicting child pornography to the undercover agent. A search warrant was executed on Stillman's residence, and law enforcement seized and analyzed Stillman's cell phone, which contained more than 300 images and videos depicting child pornography. Assistant U.S. Attorney Cindy L. Peterson prosecuted the case, which was investigated by the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, the FBI, and Montana Department of Justice's Division of Criminal Investigation. The Montana State Fund, the state's largest workers' compensation insurance company, has announced a record-tying $40 million dividend for policyholders. Dividend distribution will begin Friday, October 15th and should conclude by mid-November. A press release says dividends are issued to employers as a direct result of better-than-expected investment, market performance, and positive workplace safety results. The MSF insures approximately 19,000 small businesses and has paid a dividend every year since 1999. And now taking a look at those wheat prices for today. Daily prices per bushel for Hill County winter wheat $7.12, spring wheat $9.01, Blaine County winter wheat $7.02, spring wheat $8.96, Liberty County winter wheat $7.17, spring wheat $9.01, Shoto County winter wheat $7.12, spring wheat $9.01, and Phillips County winter wheat $6.97, spring wheat $8.91. And now taking a look at funeral notices for today. Lowell Donovan, 83, went to his eternal home on September 7th. His funeral service will be held at 1 p.m. Saturday, October 23rd at St. Jude Thaddeus Catholic Church with Deacon Tim Maroney officiating. Memorial contributions in Lowell's honor can be made to the North Star High School Athletics Program. Beth Davidson, 70, passed away due to natural causes surrounded by family at a residence on Easter Sunday, April 12, 2020. 
Cremation has taken place and a celebration of life will be held 2 p.m. Saturday, October 16th at First Lutheran Church with pastors Michael O'Hearn and Megan Haywish officiating. A graveside service will follow in Highland Cemetery in Haver. Family and friends will gather at 11 a.m. Wednesday, October 20th in Highland Cemetery in Glasgow to inter a portion of her remains with her beloved parents. Memorial donations can be made in her name to First Lutheran Church, 303 6th Avenue in Haver or to a charity of the donor's choice. Dr. Michael Nolan, 73, passed away Tuesday, October 5th at his Omaha, Nebraska residence. Funeral services will be held at 11 a.m. Friday, October 15th at First Lutheran Church. Burial will follow in Highland Cemetery. His family has suggested memorial donations be made in his honor to the Boys and Girls Club of the Highline or the Haver Salvation Army programs for children. Kenneth Butch Albertson, age 67, passed away peacefully October 7th at Peace Hospice in Great Falls. A celebration of life will be held at 11.30 a.m. Thursday, October 14th at St. Jude Thaddeus Catholic Church with Tim Maroney officiating. Butch's family has suggested memorial donations be made in his name to Railroad Pagers, Friends of Beaver Creek Park, or to the charity of the donor's choice. And that's going to do it for your Wednesday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember, seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, stay safe out on the roads, and please continue to do your part to help flatten the curve.